0: Hello everybody and thank you for joining me for a new episode of The Daily Optimist. Today is Wednesday, the second day of December. I hope your December started off positively yesterday. I hope you were able to find a little bit of joy or you'll find a little bit of positivity and uh, even say something nice about yourself. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to yesterday's uh, episode and I will clue you in as to where i'm going with that or where i went with that to be more specific today as we move further into december and we start to you know realize that uh things are still a little bit difficult but we can find moments of pleasure and uh, moments of positivity let us think hard today about how we can uh, have this giving season be really beneficial uh yesterday was the donation day and uh you know it's wonderful that we have that but not everybody can donate um money to to causes even if we would like to um some of us need that money donated to us uh and that's okay as well there are still ways um so i hope that we can find some ways to help each other out in in our communities and uh neighbors you know and uh things of that nature. Today I'm going to talk to you about the government in the U.S. and the stimulus package and what may or may not be coming for us. But um, my hope is strong that something will be there to help out people who need it. I will get to that in just a moment, but I want to say, say thank you for joining me on this new episode. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. Right, so for my first news story today, it's going to be from uh, the Hong Kong activists. Several of them have just been sentenced for their role in the protests uh, against the Beijing government. Uh, these are all 20-somethings who, uh, a couple of them, I believe, have been arrested previously for protesting. Um, so, you know, they, the three of them, Joshua Wong, Agnes Chow, and Ivan Lam... They've been without bail since uh, pleading guilty in November for organizing and being involved in the protest that uh, was around police headquarters. And um, they're also founding members of what is no longer a uh, opposition political party, Domo Sisto. And Wong uh, wrote through his lawyers Uh, We are now joining the battle in prison along with many brave protesters, less visible yet essential in the fight for democracy and freedom for HK. Um, So Hong Kong has arrested more than 10,000 protesters who took part in the demonstrations over the past year. And um, it's all because, you know, the extradition bill with mainland China... And uh the bill was shelved after peaceful marches, um, but, you know, the, the, the marches and protest became wider calls for uh reforms to Hong Kong's government and then but uh, you know, the reforms continued and even earlier in the year we had um some uh lawmakers that uh decided to leave because of how uh, beijing is basically appointing people to try to come up with these uh, new laws basically to uh, take over hong kong which is supposed to have um, their own government system and you know the fight rages on over there for this Um, in june china passed a new national security law that has basically gotten rid of future dissent so there's that as well. So that battle is um, ongoing, and I don't know how that's going to end, especially due in part to, like I said, there have been um, legislature legislators who have uh, basically left the Legislative Council because of the uh, Beijing appointees. So this is still an ongoing protest. Even if it's not uh, as visible. So, you know, we we just keep that in mind. Um, and hopefully these uh, those people get out of jail and don't get extradited to Beijing, which they do with some of them, where they end up spending basically life in prison. But um, the fight continues all over the world. So... The big piece I want to talk about today is the um extension of the relief programs for coronavirus here in the US and how they're hoping to put one through but it's still not certain if they're going to um pass it. So it was, you know, at one point it was another couple like almost a 2 trillion, it was like a 1.8 trillion dollar bill. And, um, they couldn't agree on that, and they didn't want to spend over like a trillion dollars or maybe even less than that. I can't remember the exact number i think I think they were looking at eight hundred billion, and then you know it came down to like one point two trillion, and still many of uh, the Republican side said, no, that's too high. so now we're looking at one that's around uh i think it's like nine hundred eighty billion roughly i could be slightly off on that number but what is uh, really happening is that here is here's what is really um in need for for most americans there are around 12 million americans who are going to lose their un- unemployment benefits the day after christmas so originally there was the $600 one and uh you know that Ended, and then there was like a $300 one, and um, that is going to come to an end after Christmas if they don't sign this. Um, so that is a you know a big thing because there are millions of people who are going to or who are just barely scraping by currently, and if they even lose that extra 355 a week, they're going to be in a real, real state of hurt, and um, they need that money to, to be able to survive. Um, there's also, set to expire, is the federal order that is stopping uh, many renters from being evicted. There was a CDC prevention order that was supposed to protect renters, but that ends on January 1st. Um, some renters didn't even know that there was this CDC order that kept them from being evicted, so there's you know stories of people who are don't know what to do they're barely scraping by You're working odd jobs as much as possible um but don't know how long they're going to be able to hold on to those jobs and uh and now the possibility of as the numbers continue to increase restrictions could possibly happen again they've already been happening in some places they could continue to happen and then on top of it renters could be evicted after january 1st so oh there's that as well which is just a terrible terrible thing and this next one goes kind of hand in hand and it's foreclosure protections expire too but um there's still protections for homeowners which is greater than it is for renters and i'll get to that uh little conundrum in a moment, but it's basically um, they they don't have to pay for a year. You can skip one year of mortgage payments with no penalties. Um, and here comes the dichotomy, even though most homeowners have more money than renters. So if they can skip one year of mortgage payment, but renters starting January 1st, are going to be kicked out. I mean, there's a huge discrepancy there. If we're looking at, you know, lower-income people that are now at risk of losing their homes while the homeowner gets to not have to pay for a year, but they still have to pay them rent, I mean, this is also going to be, you know, heard in minority neighborhoods because they tend to have a lot more renters. So, this could be huge consequences for black communities and for Latino communities. And, you know, I've talked about systemic racism, and that is a systemic issue right here, if I've ever seen one myself. um, So, I just want to point that out. So, for the bill, they're looking to extend unemployment be- insurance benefits for... Uh, 18 weeks at $300 a week. They're looking to do help for small businesses um, with the PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, that offers forgivable loans. They're trying to do rental assistance programs, uh, offer some form of eviction protection, and though it's not clear on what exactly. They're looking for assistance for state, local, and tribal governments help for transportation systems including airlines airports buses transit and amtrak vaccine development and distribution uh, includes money for testing and tracing assistance for education and school systems and temporary protection for businesses against covid related lawsuits so now it comes to what are the chances of this getting passed your guess is as good as mine we've had this happen several times and there's been no agreement And now that tensions are even higher at uh, the government levels, I don't know if this is going to happen. I have faith that they will get this done because they're looking at it uh, more so than they have. But, um, you know, I can't guarantee. So let's just hope they do that. All right. So a lot to think about over the next uh, month. Let's hope it happens. Alright, I'll be back in just a moment with some positive news. We'll switch it up. My first positive news story comes from a family driving up through Canada trying to get to Alaska and uh, kind of being stranded a little bit. So they... um, This family was driving up uh, with a pickup truck towing a large trailer as she was trying to move her two children uh, up to Alaska to join her husband at a military base. Her name is Lynn. And, you know, it was really tough and snowy, and they upgraded to snow tires, but it just was a little bit more difficult than she had uh, foreseen. So she pulled over at a a highway lodge and... um, So she put out a message. So her husband, rather, could not come because he was stranded due to the COVID-19 protocols. So he couldn't come and help her out. So she put it online. um, And it happened to be seen by a man named Gary Bath, who uh, happens to be a a ranger. And uh, he he lived uh, roughly 1,056 miles away. But he was determined to go and meet her and get them to their destination. And he says, I didn't care how far it was. I just knew they needed help and they had a few short days to hit the border before they were going to get into trouble. Um, Because I guess there is some kind of... uh, Americans are only allowed a certain grace period to reach Alaska from the lower 48 states. Um, So he and his wife, they loaded their car with uh, provisions and they drove to meet the family where they were staying and, um, his wife you know drove home after you know making sure they were at the right place and got all situated and bath he drove them up through into where they needed to get into Alaska. He delivered them safely and then he had to make his way home, but his the news of what he did spread quickly among his fellow rangers and then with generous public contributions they were able to get him a ticket and he was able to fly home and he made it home in good time and um he's as he was just happy to help out uh, and he was so touched by the generosity of others who pitched in along the way and lynn the the lady who was in need of help and uh his wife and gingary's wife selena they've become friends and um They really hit it off, and they're hoping to renew their friendship when the family uh, heads back down south. And um, Lynn says, we are forever grateful to Gary, and I'm thankful to his wife for bringing him up and loaning him out. So that is a great story of people helping other people when they really, really need it. Um, You know, there are plenty more stories, but that's the one I found today. thought it was interesting and thought it was good to tell. So there's another story, um, how there's a stigma in the black community about talking with mental health. And a lot of it stems from there not being a lot of mental health professionals in the black community. You know, there's like a 4% of uh, psychiatrists or psychologists throughout the country are, uh, are black. So, you know, having representation to be able to talk to a psychologist is important, because you feel like they may be able to you know um understand where you're coming from better than someone of a of another race and this is not just for black people it's it's all people I'm sure you know um somebody to talk to so right now there is a program that is trying to help it's called a confess project that is trying to help um barbers learn how to be uh more supportive for mental health of black men so um the whole idea is The man who who, uh, created this, Lorenzo Lewis, he um, he was diagnosed with depression in his 20s and saw a lack of mental health. And so he didn't want that same kind of thing to happen. So what they're doing is they're teaching them to be active listeners. They're teaching them positive communication and reducing stigma. And they're just trying to teach barbers in general how to help... uh, help the the clients that they have who in a setting that they may be more familiar with and more relaxed in uh open up and talk about you know their lives and not necessarily in in the same terms that you may at a psychologist but just giving them an ear to talk to you know making sure that they are uh getting through their days whatever the case may be And, you know, there's there's um, barbers who already talk about they already do this kind of thing, um, you know, when they see people for years and and, um, they talk about their lives as is. But now giving them a little bit more to go on with it and a little bit more of a way to to open up and to confess, if you will, uh, what is happening with them and how they can um, not have to worry about um, mental health in the same way. Um, you know, barbers get trained to call 911 in case of mental health emergencies, but we know the the issues with that. So uh, there's a lot of talk about there might be a better way to uh, help by offering mental health uh, service professionals to these uh, barbers and, and, and communities in general. Alright, so that's the good news. Hopefully they can continue doing their their work and get it to as many barbershops as as there are across the country. Alright, so now I am going to switch into your positive step for the day, okay? So your positive step for the day goes right along with how we're kind of building ourselves up a little bit, you know, like saying something good about yourself. Well, now I want to talk about questioning yourself. All right. But it doesn't have to be just relegated to yourself. It's it's about asking uh, why. Like, so if somebody cut you off when you're driving, you know, and you get really upset, what were you so upset about exactly? Um, you know, it's just challenging you know your perspective on you know whether you feel happy in a situation sad in a situation indifferent annoyed, whatever it is ask yourself why, and also I want to extend that to people who uh, have a hard time dealing with information that uh, is new and presented to them and they question or and they get stuck in their belief system and uh, I want you to question yourself why. Is this new information causing me to, to react in this way? This is important for all of us. So you ask yourself, so you get in touch with yourself, asking yourself why, you know, you feel whatever the case may be in whatever situation you're in. But also when new information is presented to you, why do you uh, have a hard time accepting it? Why do you ignore it and not let it uh, truly be a part of you or let it inform you, and you can learn from it. So, ask yourself why. Alright, my uh, my quote today comes from Mark Twain, and we may know Mark Twain as an author, and uh, yeah, he was quite the author as well. His quote goes like this, The man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. One more time, the man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. So, if you can read and you're just not reading, and it doesn't have to necessarily be books, but information in general, if you're not reading the information or, you know, and in, fully involved in, in, in getting it, then the person who who is the inability it, you're no different, you're no different. So that's why I say challenge yourself because you challenge your thinking, ask you why you get upset over these things and dive in deeper into into your learning And it doesn't have to be you know you're out there reading encyclopedias if those are even a thing anymore. you're googling everything. You don't have to do that kind of reading, but it's it's just about when you are presented information maybe you don't know enough about it that's okay to read up on it that's all right it's important you know expand your learning expand your horizons keep learning keep gaining new knowledge and information it's important to all of us to do those kinds of things so I hope that you will accept that challenge because once again as Mark Twain said the man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read Thank you very much for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. Please follow me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist Podcast. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Opt Pod, at the daily O-P-T-P-O-D. You can email me. I am Optimist at yahoo.com, Optimist at yahoo.com. This way you can tell me where I'm right, tell me where I'm wrong, give me your quote, tell me your story, and I will read. Hmm, see what I did there? Yeah, you know. All right, so thank you very much. One last thing before I let you go. Please subscribe, 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 subscribe. I do all my own effects. All right, so please rate, subscribe, and share. Rate so that other people can find it. Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little optimism and positivity in their day. Thank you very much. Until next time, everybody, please be well.